Welcome to the Learn Live Gula podcast, where you will receive inspiration from talented women educators from around the globe. Thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. It's Miri Garari here from Chabad and Campus at Penn State University. It's a real honor to be here, and I'm excited to be able to learn with each of you who are here today. So I got word that when someone was looking into me uh, for a Shidduch references going back couple of years, um, I was described as someone who is tough. And true or not is not the conversation right here. But what would come to your mind? You hear something about someone and they're described as someone who is tough. So I remember being taken aback, me tough. But interestingly, don't we admire someone who is strong and has backbone? What is toughness? Is it someone who has thick skin? Do we always associate toughness with something that is negative? We have this, you know, Hasidic saying where we have supposed to have two pockets. In one pocket, we say, I'm nothing but dust and ashes. And in our other pocket, we say, we have this pull out this saying that, no, for me, the entire world was created in all my glory of who I am. So we have this very interesting dichotomy in life where we are expected to have this balance or I guess back and forth maybe of softness, yet hardness, yet resilience. So yeah, okay, find me someone who's perfect like that. But very interestingly, in this double parsha that we find ourselves in now, Bain Hamitzarim, in the three weeks, we are mandated to have this balance and dichotomy of someone who is soft, yet someone who is hard. And how does that pan out? And how does that look like? So the Rebbe starts off the Sicha from Chayak Lamed Gimel, Matais Mase, saying that on weeks that the parsha is a double parsha, it's not that we're reading two parshiyas together, rather they are one parsha. And what's fascinating is that these two parshiyas, the names Matis and Masai, actually are opposites. They're intrinsically opposite. How? Well, we'll first have to discover what a Mata is and what a Masa is, and then we'll be able to reconcile the two. So the Yidin are called Amata in this week's parsha. And we know that oftentimes the Yidin are referred to as Shvatim. What is the difference between a mata and a shevet? So when you look at a tree and you have a branch that is supple, that is soft, that is pliable, that when you break it, you smell that earthly, delicious smell of that tree, that is a shevet. That is a stick, a branch that is connected to its source. And it's recognized that it comes from this tree. And then you have a mata, which is a branch, a stick that is broken off of the tree and it's sat there and it's weathered time and it is brittle and it's dried out and it is coarse. It is hard and it is absolutely disconnected from its source. It is not recognized that this branch, this stick now has come from this tree. And really we call that a staff. A staff is this thick stick that is separated from its source and it is hard and tough. Our people, B'nai Yisrael, our nation, depending on what's going on at that point in history, are sometimes referred to in Tyra as a Shevet and sometimes as a Mata, depending on what's going on. So if it's a period of time where B'nai Yisrael are connected and everything is smooth and they're, and it's clear and, and who they are and they feel who they are and they feel Hashem's presence and they feel their source, then they're called a Shevet. But when B'nai Yisrael are going through a time of Gullus, Bain HaMetzar, and when they're when they're in Gullus and they're in exile and they feel distant and it's not recognized who they are to them or to the world, then they are referred to as a Mata. 
And on an individualistic level, every single one of us, this is a story of our soul. This is a story of our neshama, where neshama starts off close to Hashem, close to her source. And then she journeys down to this world and she's still a shevet. She still has that softness, the recognition that she is who she is, a pure neshama. And then she weathers life and weathers the storms of life and the challenges and the experiences she's going to go through. And she may become a mata. She may become hardened by the experiences of her life where she feels distant and we may feel disconnected and we may even feel alone. And that is when each of us goes through a time in our life where we become a mata. So we come back to our original question is what is a mata? Is a mata a disadvantage? Is a mata a positive thing? Every shavet has a potential to become a mata, depending on circumstance. No one chooses to become a mata, to become someone who is hardened by life. We know when we see someone who is thick-skinned, tough, strong-minded, we can stop and think, okay, what has this person gone through that makes them who they are right now? We know there's this um, Hungarian survivor, Gabor Mate, who's this huge child psychologist, and he um, has this whole theory about how children experiencing the different things they experience in their childhood helps them develop brilliant coping mechanisms that Hashem built inside of our psyche that um, kind of help us tune out or shut down things that we can't cope with or we're not ready for. And maybe we can call that tough. And sometimes that becomes a good thing. And sometimes we need to know how to let go and how to tell ourselves it's okay. And these mechanisms are vital. These toughening of ourselves is vital to survival, to, sur- to becoming who we are and to being able to thrive in any situation that we might find ourselves in and not succumb to the experiences that we have. And as a people, as Bnei Israel, we see that so clearly how our nation has gone through so much. And that is why we are Am Kshayar. That's why we are who we are. That's what's made us who we are. But still, it seems like being a Sheva is so much more advantageous. Is it? You know, when you have a marriage that's new, that's sweet, that's just starting out, it's a shavet. It's sweet, it's soft, and it's it's it just is. It's pure. And that's a positive thing. But when that connection, that friendship, that marriage, that parent-child relationship, whatever it is, when it has adversity and when there is conflict and both the people and you or you are forced to dig deep inside of yourself and to really find reserves and perspectives of truth and of of really digging deep and saying, who am I? Is who I am dependent on my surroundings? Is it dependent on who I'm talking to and the circumstances I find myself in? Or can I find a place deep within that really anchors me no matter where I am? Then yes, I'm going to become stronger. I'm going to become brittle. This relationship is going to become strong and I'm not going to, it's not going to change me. I'm going to actually reach a deeper, truer version of myself because what's happening is, is I'm stripping away all the outer layers. This adversity is kind of eroding all the outer layers and allowing my neshama to shine forth without the garbage around it. You know, you see a child climbing a branch and you cringe because you know that this branch is is bendable. It's it's not strong enough to hold this child. When you see a child climbing a hard, thick branch that's, you know, maybe even across a pond and your your heart might go, oh my gosh, but you're okay because you know that this is going to be able to carry this child across this little pond. 
So when a friendship or marriage is new, it's sweet. But is it strong? When we don't have any adversity in a relationship, either it's because it's very fresh, it's new, or or it becomes a problem because they're not those people involved in this relationship are not being real. And therefore, it hasn't reached its depth and its strength yet. So in essence, when the whole world seems like it's banding up against us, that is when we become amata. That is when the strength inside of us be- makes us have that backbone, that thick skin, and maybe, yes, maybe be even tough. So why are we reading matais now? Why does matais masai always fall out in the three weeks? Sometimes connected and sometimes not connected. And we find that in these three weeks, the Rebbe says that we are mourning that the Shvatim suffered the darkest moments of our people's history and were forced to weather horrific experiences that we're still not recuperated from. We still don't have our base in Megdash and we're still devastated by. But they were forced to become then Matais. Not Matais like, oh, she's tough. We're not we are mourning, we are matais, we're reminded to remember the virtue of matais. And what is the advantage? What is the virtue of matais? Because the purpose of matais is to attain a level that we couldn't when we were experiencing an open connection to Hashem. When everything is, we're dilly-dallying and everything is, is dandy, we don't experience that opportunity to dig into our reserves and force to find a deeper belief and a deeper sense of our true self and really, really tapping into our neshama's real kayach um, in order to withstand any experience that we find ourselves in. And that is why Matais is always read during the three weeks. So it may cross your mind now, okay, great. Is it my destiny to become brittle and tough because of the storms of life that are inevitably going to happen? It sounds a little morbid. It sounds maybe like I'm a little sitting sitting duck waiting for these things to come my way so I can just be that strong person with that strong backbone. What's going on here? And here the rabbi gives the most beautiful explanation. And this is exactly where Masse comes in. And when these parshias are connected, not as two separate parshias, but as one concept, the rabbi says, yes, we're matais, but we are forever Masse. That the purpose of Masse, the purpose of matais is the Masse. The purpose is the Aliyah. And we're not stagnant. We're moving. Things left stagnant start to stink. Think laundry, not me, but laundry that starts to sit for a few days starts to smell. What's the difference between a pond or a lake and an ocean? An ocean is moving. It's fresh. The smell of the sea is divine. When you smell a pond, maybe not so much. Whatever floats your boat. But So I'm not just a stick that's thrown around to weather life and become hard. I am moving. I'm achieving through the mata, through me digging deep into myself. I am becoming. I'm achieving. I'm connecting. And the Rebbe doesn't stop there. The Rebbe sets the bar very high because the Rebbe continues on to say, these were the journeys from Mitzrayim. It doesn't say this is a masa from Mitzrayim. These were the journeys from Mitzrayim. But don't you only journey from one place once, once you leave, you're in a new place, right? Once you left Mitzrayim once, the other 41 journeys that were left to get to Eretz Yisrael are not leaving Mitzrayim, they're leaving the previous place. But the Rebbe says no, because as Neshamais in this world, we have the ability to attain endless heights because our neshama is boundless. It is endless. Every time we achieve, we journey from one place to the next, that becomes our new Mitzrayim. Our mandate never ends. Every time I become the mata that I the, is the strongest I think I'll ever become, that becomes my new Mitzrayim because I can always go deeper. I can always go higher. So Masse is reminding us that we're not lost. We're not wanderers. 
we're journeyers. We're exactly where we should be. And although it was only one journey from Mitzrayim, it says journeys because every moment of our life is an endless opportunity to connect, to dig deeper into myself, to uncover layers of my neshama and go on another journey. So I don't have a midlife crisis when I finally, quote unquote, made my goal and whatever I was waiting for happened. And, and now I'm like, now what? Because I recognize the journey in every single moment. And I'm not a stagnant person and I have the ability to achieve endless depth and my journey is never really over. So in short, the message of Mateis Mase, the energy, the highest of the week that we are given is to be that strong, unmoving, unwavering staff in the sea of a confused world where thousands of years later, again, we still haven't recovered from this destruction. Yet we have the power to be a Mata but recognize at the same time that we're not unmoving, that the whole purpose of Mata is that it accomplishes the power of Masse, of transforming the world and ourselves, of a journey of transformation to prepare the world for Mashiach. And that is our mandate in these three weeks, to prepare the world for Mashiach through being that Mata. Because if I wasn't experiencing the hardships, the challenges, the aloneness, the disconnectedness that I feel right now as a Mata, I wouldn't be able to have the strength to transform the world because only because of that depth that I am and that truth that I am un- un- unveiling inside myself, the power of my neshama, then I am able to actually accomplish Masa. I'm actually able to endure this journey that I need to in order to prepare the world for Mashiach. And therefore, the Mata, it's not that I'm um, it's not that it's a coping mechanism um, in order to weather the experiences that I have now, but that it, it actually is the aliyah. That when I, I am, when I'm developing this thick skin and quote unquote this dryness, that within that is the strength to transform the world and prepare for Mashiach. And that is why Matis Masse always um, falls out in these three weeks. And you know, this week, past week, I was starting to feel this little bit of a pit in my stomach that summer is dwindling we're heading back to our campus in just three and a half weeks to greet all our students and I have all these plans for what I want and what I need to accomplish and there's so many things that I haven't been able to complete yet and I'm not sure where you're at maybe you're not sure what's going to come after the summer is over or maybe you know and it's overwhelming to think about it uh, maybe you want to fast forward it if you want to fast forward through the summer whether you're worried or exciting or, or excited um I'm finding it hard to stay in the present. And this week ends with Masse, um, that journeys, wherever B'nai Yisrael camped, I'll end off with this concept. The Rebbe explains that wherever B'nai Yisrael camped, it could be was for a day, a week, or a month, they pitched their tent. They didn't know how long they would be there for. Sometimes their journey was for a year. Sometimes their journey was a day. But they pitched their tent and they settled there. So how long am I going to be in this journey or this stage of life that I am right now? Um, you know, we're always waiting for something. Am I waiting to be more settled? Am I waiting for someone to grow out of a bad habit? Waiting for someone to have better communication? Waiting to move to a different house? Um, waiting for waiting to grow out of this frustrated um, uh, emotional stage that I'm in? Everyone's waiting for something else. And what can I do in this pit stop to pitch my tent and be that mata? wherever I am and recognize that I'm here because Hashem wants me here because I need to transform this corner of the world to bring Mashiach. And I can only do that through becoming a Mata, through the hardships of wherever I am, the challenges of wherever I am, by recognizing that my mandate right now is to be a Mata and thereby transform wherever I am 
and make it into a masse, make it into a journey and let that energy, that kayak of Hashem into this present moment. So I want to just wish everyone a l'chaim to wherever you are right now in your summer, excited, worried, nervous, pitching your tent, you should be able to have the kayak to pitch your tent and recognize um, the kayak that you have to be a mata, to be that sense of, of strength wherever you are in order to be able to transform it, to be a masa, to be that source of a journey um, and have that journey, that personal journey um, in order to affect yourself and your surroundings. L'chaim and everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos and we should have the merit to really, really transform the entire world and be with the third base of Megdash Mashiach very, 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 very soon. Thank you for listening. Now go inspire others to help propel our world to its ultimate purpose and perfection with the complete and final Geula.